Get ready for the Magic Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the Magic Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, talking District 4 athletics week in, week out. My name is Brandon Bainey, but the guy you all really came to see is Mr. <laughs> Blackjack, Scott Burton. What's going on, Scott? Hey, Brandon. What's happening? I'm not sure if they came to see me or not. You are the face of IdahoSports.com. I am merely a participant that kind of hangs on to your coattails. You know, I had a colleague one time back when I worked in radio. That was my job before I came on idahosports.com full-time and uh one time i was making a joke and i was in the office you're not in the bullpen where everybody sits and has cubicles and i was like yeah you know i've got that i've got that face for radio and this real crotch <laughs> this real crotchety old guy that had been there forever is reading the newspaper and without even missing a beat he goes yeah and a voice for newspaper <laughs> perfect perfect yeah. yeah first time i heard that it was back in the day when i was actually doing the news and uh, for Fox station back in the day. And somebody said, Hey, you've got the face for radio. And I had to stop for a minute because I mean, I was like young at the time. I'm like, wait a minute. What? And then they walked away and it's like, I just got, I just got insulted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, so a touch on the slow side, which means you probably yeah. wouldn't be a great uh, orator, a good uh, speech deliverer. Would uh, you know what they, you know what they say, Scott, those uh, who can't do, teach and that's what they say and they're all wrong by the way <laughs> uh that's not my best transition i tried to make it work but uh, you did you try i'll give you an effort on that one most of the time you're spot on yeah uh, it's been a long day but uh you're we talked to you last week you were having a bus crisis because you were taking the jerome <laughs> the jerome speech team up to Coeur d'Alene for state uh -huh. you got the bus and not only did you get the bus you got the goods yeah, we did. We uh, our our young team in a kind of a rebuilding year stepped it up and got it done. They came home a state champion. So, uh, wow, very very proud of this young team and uh, wasn't expected, but you know they performed under pressure. And uh, you know it's it, the speech side of things is is the most subjective thing you'll ever deal with because you're going to have people that score you wrong just because they don't like your hair or your shoes or whatever. Imagine you know, for our sports people watching a basketball game, but the scoreboard doesn't come on. You're not 100% sure that each basket is worth two points, three points, a free throw might be one, it might be five, you don't know. And then at the end of the game, you just pick out some random person that says, hey, who do you think won? And then they just choose, you know, based on what they saw. And it could be justified, it could be not. It is the most subjective thing that you will ever be involved in, but uh, our kids have to learn how to deal with it and just be that much better than everybody else. So the subjectivity doesn't hurt you as bad. So it, it's a weird thing if you have never experienced it before, but our kids got it done. I'm very, very proud of them. Yeah. So let me ask you, uh, because it is subjective, um, do, do the judges change year over year or is it kind of the same crew of judges? Kind of like we have officials for. Yeah. yeah, you get you get a lot of returning judges that uh, just love to do it and they come back and they're affiliated with different schools. Um, but then you get new people involved in it. And since there's 14 different categories, you know, people aren't well versed in the 14 different speech categories, but they can certainly tell you how to coach a baseball game or a football game or a basketball game. You know what I'm saying? So they're not as familiar with all of this stuff, but, um, you know, they, they do the best job they can, you know. It's not in the mainstream, but it's certainly um, big to these kids and to these schools. 
Okay, so the reason I wanted to know was, do do you feel like, because Jerome has been a, a dominant power for so long, do you feel like subconsciously those judges that have been there for a long time know that that program has a track record of, do, do you feel like subconsciously maybe they do lean Jerome a little bit just because of the past success? Um, you know what? That is always a, that is a great question. Uh, just because in, in the past, um, it, it turned that way a little bit to where, you know, Hey, this is Jerome, make sure you mark them down type thing. I mean, it's, it, it comes with the territory, but I, I can say now that, you know, we've, we've built through district four, at least this great camaraderie that we, we don't do that to each other. Um, I can't say what happens at state, why people do what they do. Um, but that's why we set the bar so high that it's like, you know, you got to be this much better because if people try to knock you down and you do come down, you better be up here. So you don't come down as far. And that's why a model of perfection is, is what we push here. Uh, just for those reasons alone, but that was a good question. Yeah. And how close was the competition? Was it tightly contested? Did you guys pull away? No, it was, it was, it was tight. Um, in our division we had, uh, it was us followed by Skyview, um, and then Columbia. And, uh, and it was, it was tight. I mean, Skyview was, you know, the defending champ from last year. Um, and that's one of the reasons that, that we all came back and decided to come back this year after taking some time off is that, Hey, let's get this back to where we're winning all the time. And, and with the help of, you know, Shelby Burke and Trevor Churchman, my, my two right-hand people were the three headed coaches for this thing. We were able to get it done. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was close, but kudos to our kids who weren't even supposed to be in it. Yeah. That's a, a tremendous accomplishment. And that is now what 20 and 22 years. What's uh, the actual number? Well, for for me personally, it's twenty one out of twenty four years. Wow, we got Bill Belichick over here. <laughs> We've got great kids that drink the Kool Aid and great people that help, and they get all the credit. Yeah, you know this reminds me of, and you'll appreciate this as a Los Angeles Dodgers fan. But last night, Clayton Kershaw picked up career win number yes. two hundred. And they're talking to him after the game and he goes, it doesn't really have much to do with me. It just means I've been on a lot of good teams with a lot of good teammates. Consummate Absolutely true. And, and that's so true. I watched that game last night and I was pulling for Clayton and, but, but you're absolutely right. You can tell that, you know, anytime you win anything, it's, it's never about you. It's about the people that you surround yourself with and the people that you sell the program to. So it's, it's not me. I just happened to be there during those 21 times, but the kids that got it done. So yep. hats off to them. Good kids, good coaches, and uh, another title for Jerome in speech. Uh, we will swing now into uh, the other spring sports that are still competing in regular season play. And we kind of, we kind of teased it on last week's show, Scott, but mm -hmm. the, the big highlight of last weekend was really all the activity taking place in Glens Ferry. There was the, yeah. the annual softball tournament, uh, which brought, you know, a lot of teams from East Idaho, West Side and Soda Springs and North Fremont. They all came over and played well. But but really on the baseball side, the Wood Bat Tournament. And this brought a, a lot of teams from East Idaho as well. Chalice Mackey, the River Cats. Um, we had uh, Grangeville come from all the way up in North Idaho. N the the 2A powerhouse, Nampa Christian, came mm -hmm. over. 
And it's it's kind of morphed over the years into a Glens Ferry and Wendell event. Wendell hosts games in both softball and baseball on this weekend. And the Wendell Trojans had a really nice weekend, Scott, punctuated by a huge victory over that 2A baseball powerhouse, Nampa Christian. Yeah, I mean, this what a, what a great momentum builder for Wendell, who's having a really nice year, 11-4 and four on the season. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is a tournament that brought teams from every district uh, except District 1. I mean, they, they had representation from all over the place, and a lot of it in the two-way where they can kind of get a feel of, of where they're going to match up with everybody. But Wendell, wow, uh, going 4-0, and including that uh, last game win against um, Nampa Christian. But you know, for Wendell, it couldn't have gone any better in the tournament than, than it did because they played from a lead all, all the time. They had all of their pitchers throw complete games. You know, I mean, it was just textbook uh, Wendell. And boy, were they, they impressive. What did, uh, how did the Wendell players adjust to the wood bats compared to their normal aluminum bats? Well, you know, the, th- the, thing, about, the thing about using a wood bat, and we touched on this a little bit, from a hitter standpoint, the, the hardest thing is going to be your timing because when you have aluminum bats, I mean, obviously the sweet spot is really almost the entire <laughs> aluminum bat. You just got to make some contact. The wood bat's a whole lot different, you know, because if you've got a certain sweet spot on a, on a wooden bat that you've got to hit, so your timing's got to be a little bit better. So you've got to put the barrel on the ball instead of just kind of slapping at it or doing whatever and expecting it to travel. And so that has been kind of the big thing with the with the wood bats. And and it's funny how that translates over to the rest of the season. If you're so used to working on your timing and getting your hands through and getting the barrel on the on the ball, then a lot of times down the road after you've experienced that, you're hitting from the aluminum bat is so much better as well. But that's the big thing is getting the sweet spot and it's harder to hit on a wooden bat. And so Wendell, you mentioned eleven and four on the season, putting together a really nice year. Of course, they got to state last year as kind of a, a plucky underdog type of team. And yet the Trojans are 0-1 where it matters most in the Canyon Conference. They dropped a game with Declo yeah. earlier this year by a final score of 11 to 11, four. Yeah, 11 yeah. to four. And and so Declo's sitting there at six and three as well, kind of quietly having a nice year. Uh, they are, and uh, that matter of fact, they they hook up this Friday for a doubleheader, and that's going to determine who hosts the district tournament. You know, so you talk about this conference; it's obviously just Wendell and Glens Ferry, but you know, we've seen a lot of good teams come out of this conference, or or you know, based on the whatever sport you're in. But in baseball here, man, these are two pretty solid teams, and that's a big doubleheader coming up for both these teams on Friday. Yeah, no love lost between these rivals. Uh, pretty much in every conference, you know, a couple of sports, the the community school from Sun Valley might have a team, but for the most part, all year, it's been Declo and Wendell slugging it out in mm-hmm. every athletic arena possible. Uh, I, I'll have to go back and tally up maybe across all the sports, you know, who who had the most head-to-head wins between Declo and Wendell. That might be a fun exercise. Oh, yeah, and that number is going to be really, really high, you know, because they that's their entire conference. And you know, and I'm I'm interested to see what this uh, Wendell team does coming out of this tournament too, because, you know, they 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 knew Nampa Christian's a, a two-way powerhouse, and they don't lose a heck of a lot, but man, they could not have controlled that game any better than they did. You know, I, I mentioned just a minute ago that they had all four of their pitchers 
throw complete games and only one of those reach the pitch limit count. So that tells you how well they're, they're controlling their hitters. I mean, offensively, they had 32 hits over the weekend. Um, you know, the Nampa Christian game, you know, Cooper Jones started the game and threw a complete game, allowing two hits and striking out five against Nampa Christian, you know, so they have got some pieces, you know, Cooper was also two for three at the plate, a double and a triple. They have got some pieces on this Wendell team and it starts with their pitching, you know, and they've got some guys that can throw the, throw the baseball a little bit. Yeah. And that's so key when you get to state, right? Uh, if you, if you have multiple pitchers, cause you really do, you need, you need three and most cases four really solid, dependable guys. And when they'll just happen to play four games at that wood bat tournament. And so mm-hmm. uh, I think that bodes really well. Yeah, it does. You know, and the other cool thing that's going on over at Wendell is, you know, a lot of these two, a schools, one, a schools, they don't have a lot of the, the, the financial backing to have these awesome facilities um, that a lot of the five A's and some of the four A's do, but you know, this Wendell program has had some kids really invest their own time and money into making their facilities better. I mean, senior projects have been a big thing. We talked about that last week. I think it was with the Buell senior project with the high jump pit, right? Well, Wendell's doing the same thing. You know, um, some of their additions is Cooper Jones redid the entire backstop at the baseball field. Um, it was a 40 year old chain link backstop and uh he got put the work in and the money in and got it done to where it's got a cement base and and netting and alex here i uh redid bullpens he made them turf you know um they also added another bullpen so they got two bullpens now uh jason maddox took part in in building materials to help chalk lines and 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 by building new batters boxes i mean these kids are investing their time and their money and what that does for a program is it it, it shows the younger kids how important it is to be a part of this program. And if you invest your time and money into the facilities, then it does attract others. And so Wendell's realizing that, and they're doing a heck of a good job in promoting that uh, through Wendell Baseball. So their hard work um, is paying off. I love to hear that. You know, it was three years ago that the Wendell boys basketball team made it to state. And it was the first time they'd gone in, in a couple of years. And I was talking to their coach, AJ Kelsey, it was his first year in charge of the Wendell program. And he said, you know, we're just excited because we, this doesn't happen to us a lot. You know, we're, we're kind of a lower income school. We struggle just, you know, getting kids out sometimes. And so for us, it's kind of a cool deal. And and I think you're seeing an overall, you know, renaissance of Wendell athletics with the football team we talked about it this fall with John Helmendaller coaching those guys almost getting to the playoffs. We're seeing it in baseball, certainly. And so it's kind of cool to see this little renaissance uh, at Wendell. Well, it is. And, and, and if you take pride in your you know, facilities and your program, then you know what? It will attract people. And I think that's one of the, the things that is working for Wendell right now. And, and, and certainly when I came on as AD here, that was one of my number one things was just to make sure that we upgraded our facilities as best we can, um, because that's, that's what the public sees and it, it's curb appeal in a way. And if you don't have that and you don't have the mindset of the kids to invest in that, then it, you do struggle because nobody wants to go play and practice on a, on a goat pasture you know, whether it's football or baseball and, or on a floor, a basketball floor, that's like an ice rink. I mean, you take care of those, it will attract people. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of off topic because it's, 
out of season sport, uh, but it's the same idea and it has to deal with the Magic Valley uh, re- wrestling. You know, we've got a great uh, writer who provides a lot of good wrestling content for us at IdahoSports.com. Al Fontes is his name, and he even writes, you know, during the off season. And he recently did a Q&A with the Rosales twins from Mountain Home, uh, Gabe and Daniel uh, Rosales mm-hmm. from Mountain Home. And um, they're just they're kind of the same Deal. They kind of really have that community pride and are carrying the torch for their school and their community to the point where one of the questions that Al asked them was, you know, once you're done competing with wrestling, do you have plans to stay involved with the sport? And Gabe answered, yes, I want to return to Mountain Home and coach at all levels. So this is wow. a kid saying, hey, I want to come back to my community and give back to the younger generation. That's pretty mature for a kid that's still in high school. Absolutely. And, and as a, a coach, you know, for a hundred years, it seems like when you get those kids that come back, it it speaks volumes to the impression that you made on them and the community made on them too. And so whenever, and, and that's why I, I like kind of some of the stuff that we're doing here at Jerome is like, I've got a bunch of my coaches that are Jerome grads because they want to come back and they want to give back to the community that gave so much to them. And to hear stories like that, I mean, that that's what it's about because you don't want to hear kids walking away from high school sports and then just kind of leaving it, you know, behind them and never looking back and remembering what it did for them. But to, to come back is pretty special. Yeah. So there's a lot of good stuff going on in the magic Valley. And this is oh, yeah. why we love doing the the podcast every week because we get to shine the spotlight on a lot of these feel good stories that are mm-hmm. taking place in the magic Valley. Um, the final game of the Glens Ferry wood bat tournament featured the hosts from Glens Ferry, taking on Lighthouse Christian. This is a team we profiled a couple of weeks ago. It's their first year ever competing in baseball. For the most part, they're playing mostly JV teams from other schools, but the Lighthouse Christian uh, baseball team came over, played the Glens Ferry varsity team, and not only did they come away with a 12-2 victory over Glens Ferry, but in the process, Camden Boyd had the game of his life on the pitching mound. Yeah, no hitter, 17 strikeouts. Those are the reports we're getting at a lighthouse. It's like, I mean, think about that for a minute. You know, seven inning games, 21 outs, 17 of those were strikeouts. That is domination. Yeah, and the two runs that he gave up, completely unearned. But uh, not only did he get it done on the bump, I mean, he was two for four at the plate, a couple of stolen bases. But holy cow, 17 strikeouts. That's insane. This is a game that, you know, sometimes we see these uh, games that are uh, like in softball, three innings, right? Because of the run rule mm-hmm. or, you know, and it's like a three inning, no hitter or, you know, five, five <laughs> innings. This yeah. was a, this was a full seven innings because Lighthouse didn't really pile it on until the last inning. They scored nine times in the seventh inning to eventually, you know, pull away. Um, so yeah. this was a true complete game, no hitter. Yeah, and and what a what a nice little feather in the cap of the Lighthouse Christian baseball team, first year program, uh, and uh, I mean those kinds of wins right there are signature wins for a program. You know, you, we talk about one guy that that really dominated, but for a program, that's a pretty big deal. So kudos to Lighthouse and Camden Boyd. And uh, I love it because it's uh, every time there's a new program like like there is at lighthouse there every everything that happens is an historic event first no hitter in school history right <laughs> yeah, that's true that's true yeah yeah first uh first everything and it could go good and bad too uh, that's true yeah first, that, that... Uh, first thing that popped into my head is 
first guy to ever get ejected out of a baseball game. <laughs> right. And I was thinking yeah. that because I, I mean, I've been thrown out of my share of games when I was <laughs> in high school, but uh, yeah. So good, good for them. A lot of firsts happening for them. Yeah, that's really exciting. So that's kind of uh, what's happening in baseball. And and I should mention, you know, we just got the newest coaches poll today for softball and baseball. Glenn's Ferry was the number one ranked team in one A baseball, and Light and Lighthouse just came and took it to him. So wow, that's again signature win right there. Yes, uh, it'll be interesting to see if Lighthouse goes and competes at districts. Um, their softball team did this last year where they played this kind of hybrid JV varsity schedule. And they said, basically, Hey, we'll take the eight seeded districts. Um, and so I'll have to ask if lighthouse plans on doing the same thing, I would assume so. Um, and just taking the last seed because they're not really competing against everybody in the conference, but yeah. Know. It'd be, yeah. It'd be interesting because we, we did that little piece on them a couple of weeks ago and, uh, and I can't recall what our conversation was about that, but next year for sure they were going to belong to a conference and have a home yeah so if they do go play districts they could be sneaky (laughs) that could be interesting uh for sure so all right well before we get out of here we wanted to touch on track and field as well every thursday we're uh we're producing our tracking the field uh segment here on idahosports.com i basically uh, get up super early. I drink about seven or eight cups of this and I, <laughs> I start tabulating the totals. I go, I like through. how you said what this wasn't. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. It's mystery beverage. You're the mystery uh, beverage. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I do it 5A all the way down to 1A boys and girls. I go through and, and score the meat. You know, I look at the leaderboards and okay, if we're projecting how state might go, uh, you know, here's how the, the team totals would be. And then I list the top individual in every event as well. And as I've done this now, two weeks in a row, the raft river girls keep sitting at number one in the projections at the one, a level. And so, Hey, no surprise raft rivers got really good female athletes, right? They just won state basket or they, they, uh, got very deep into state basketball. Um, their volleyball team was great. And here they are now in track and field doing the same thing. Well, and if you if you look at this girls track team from Wood River or Wood River, Raft River, uh, it, it's not hard to see why they are so good. I mean, Raft River in itself, boys and girls, um, they've got like 18 state track titles between them. So, I mean, this isn't just a, a kind of a flash in the pan. Raft River gets it done on the track. And, you know, and, and before we kind of get into their team a little bit, just to segue into building facilities and stuff like that. Raft River finally has a rubberized track, finally, um, built this past summer. And so it's gonna enable them to host their very first track meet ever at Raft River, which again, is really, really cool. They had, you know, that old school dirt track that, you know, we grew up with in the forties. <laughs> that you know that and and they're what they said was that you know we hope that wasn't the secret to our success and now we've got a new track it's just going to go bye-bye but really exciting uh for them they got a lot of donations um private donations individuals and businesses that kind of came together and and uh, got the track done at uh, raft river so that's pretty cool but you know what You, you talk about this raft river track team girls team and talking to their coaches it's like you know what they they got probably one of the best compliments that that they can get and it came from an opposing school from an athlete from an opposing school and they said that because raft river dominates everything there and and people love to hate winners 
And they said, this is what they said. I would love to hate Ref River because they are so good, but I can't because they are so nice. And you know what? That is the epitome of winning the right way. You know, you, you, you win with your effort. You don't win it with your mouth. And you let everything else take care of itself. And that's kind of what Raft River Girls Track is doing. And, you know, you break down their top contributors, and I can get into that here in a second, but you're going to be talking about people like Libby Bowden, Heidi Harper, Allie Black, Abby Rex, Jesse Knutson, you know, and a lot of times in just in foray, you're, you're, don't have that many you're going to score that many points for you but this team is loaded yeah it's really fun and uh as i was thinking about it rat river did win the, the girls basketball championship i just got you know them yeah. and oakley i get yeah. them conflated sometimes but uh yes rat river did win girls basketball and and you mentioned it uh the facilities at rat river you know i always enjoy it's one of my favorite places to go uh, during football season i've been there a, a handful of times randy spaith the athletic director at rat river always takes real good care of me when i go there and they they always bring me they always bring me something to eat from the concession stand uh whether that's a burger or some of those hot buttered scones and so it's just <laughs> it's just a great community of people out there too oh it is little hot crust buns from raft river is always hits the spot but no they take really good care of care of us when we go out there and you know randy's a great guy and you know and i talk about it all the time and i'll say it one more time i love those types of 1A towns. They are true Americana. Love it. And they take care of you because they they understand hard work and they understand getting the most out of what little you have. Yeah. So let's dive into this Rap River team. Who are some of the key athletes? You know, Libby Bowden, I think of right away. Mm -hmm. Allie, Allie Black, who was such a great cross-country uh, yeah. athlete for Rap River this fall. But but who else is standing out? Well, I mean, let's just start with Libby. I mean, you've got Libby Bowden, the two-time state champion in three individual events. You know, the 100, 200, and the long jump from last year. And and uh, she's on track again. I mean, set a new PR this year in the long jump at 17.6. And she ran the 200 this year under the state record time, except there was a slight tailwind that made the time not count for any type of record. So she's on track to score bunches of points. And then, you know, junior Heidi Harper, you know, uh, she's a two-time state champion in the 400 meters, you know, set a new 1A state record last year with a time of 56.23 as a sophomore, you know. And so, um, and she runs the 400 in the medley relay, which set a new 1A state record. And uh, she's, you know, kind of the vocal leader of the these relay teams. And, you know, um, she often runs three 400s in a single meet along with the 200 and uh, she's been fighting some like some hip injuries you know but she's getting stronger each week so there's another one right there you know and and a lot of times those two alone are enough to get you medals team medals at the the state tournament but no we're not done yet okay Allie Black the one that you mentioned I mean she led her cross-country team to a championship earlier this year you know top runner in the 1a division um, but uh, she's got a great shot at winning the 3,200 and the 1,600, you know? So, I mean, it, the list goes on. And let's talk about uh, senior Abby Rex, you know, who's one of the all-around great athletes, you know, at Raft River. I mean, she completes in the triple jump, pole vault, and the 300 hurdles, and she's got a good shot at placing in all of those. I mean, and she runs the one of the legs in the, the four, four by four, you know? Uh, and she was on the record-setting four-by record-setting four-by-two medley last year, you know. And then Jesse Knutson, 
you know, a vital member of all the relay teams. You know, she was on the record setting four by two as well. And uh, I mean, you, you take all of these kids and look at the, all of the different events that we just listed, right? That's a lot of points from a lot of kids, from like four or five different kids in a lot of different events. This team is solid and they've got athletes across the board. And so it's going to be fun to watch for these guys, um, see if they can set a lot more records because they had such a great year last year setting records. This year doesn't look like it's going to hold, you know, taper off any anytime soon. They're going to get up there and set more records. Yeah, it's no wonder the Rapid River is uh, the top team in our projections. And we'll have to, we're recording this on Wednesday, the 19th. You'll have to go to IdahoSports.com tomorrow to see if Rapid River is still at the top of the leaderboard. Spoiler alert, I think they probably are going to be. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you take those guys and you take, uh, you know, other people like, uh, you know, we talked about Sadie, Knut- Sadie Knutson and 300 hurdles, Ashley Christensen and the 16, the 32, and the high jump. And then you got the field events. In shot and disc, where you're talking about Ryan Udy, Cassidy Ward, Caroline Schumann. I mean, some of these names we have talked about before. And that's the cool thing about, you know, places like Raft River is these kids aren't just playing basketball, you know, or volleyball. They are playing everything and they are excelling at everything, too, because a lot of those names we've mentioned before. Yeah, it's it's uh, lather, rinse, repeat for some of that. Yeah, uh, for Rapid River. Okay, so uh, track and field fans, if you want a chance to see some of these uh, young ladies uh, from Rapid River, Friday we are going to be broadcasting live from the 2023 Directcom Invitational. It's taking place at Davis Field on the campus of Idaho State University in Pocatello. This is a recently renovated facility. I think it's the best in the state. You know, BSU fans can can argue theirs is as well, but uh, it's a beautiful facility. Second year in a row, we're going to be broadcasting the DirectCom invite, and there are five Magic Valley teams that are coming over to compete, and they're all at the 1A level, Scott. You've got Raft River, Oakley, Cary, Murtaugh, and Valley. They're all going to be over there competing on Friday. Uh, coverage will start at 10 a.m. That's when the first uh, track and field event start. And um, it's going to start with the girls 3,200. So you're going to get to see Allie Black right away. Mm-hmm. And then also it ends with one of my favorite events because not every meet has this. It's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a fun, uh, not official event, but the uh, four by one throwers relay. <laughs> that that thing has had so many different names uh, over the years, and it, it's it's a fun event. Um, it was the weight man's relay. It was, you know, the back when I played, it was fat man relay, but it was all in jest. Nobody's getting upset, you know, that we can't we can't even say that now. But it's like it's had so many names. But the funness of that event has never changed. It has always been a great way to end a, a, a track meet, and people love it. And the throwers love it, too. Yeah, it's going to be uh, a great time. And again, that's Friday at 10 a.m. Um, there's going to be some other athletes from other schools to keep an eye on. You know, Kyle Christensen in the jumps from Valley, Addie Mitten in the pole vault in the jumps from Oakley, mm-hmm. uh, Sh- Shaley Smith of Cary, big chance at redemption. I don't know if you remember this, Scott, but we talked about it on the podcast last year. She actually won the 100-meter hurdles last year at the DirectCom invite, but there was a malfunction with the timing uh, company, and so they had to rerun 
the the 100 uh, meter hurdles and on that rerun she false started and that was it she was done and so big chance of redemption for shaley smith of carry on friday as well that's right i remember that boy what an unfortunate series of events that was it's like how many times do i have to win this thing so yeah uh that's a great tournament so anybody tuning into that um you're on the call and we're we're bringing in the big dogs paul kingsbury logan green are going to come over as well so nice gonna gonna be a good time nice calling track meets is a blast just got done calling our big tim dunn invite here um calling it like a horse race lane assignments the whole nine yards that is a ton of fun so you know everybody listening make sure you tune into that that's going to be great yep friday 10 a.m on idahosports.com totally live totally free doesn't cost you anything to watch Uh, okay so we've talked a lot about raft river and i feel like anytime we talk about raft river we also have to talk about oakley and kind of a cool story uh fallon bedke who is a a six foot terror on the volleyball and basketball courts and in the rodeo arena uh, has has officially committed to uh to pursue athletics at the next level from oakley yeah, she has verbally committed to play uh, basketball at CSI for Randy Rogers. And that's coming out of Oakley, you know, um, from Matt Payton, our head coach. And uh, boy, what I mean, you and I both have had many opportunities to watch this young lady play. And, uh, and, I, and I know Randy well, and, and CSI is just down the road, and she's going to be a great fit uh, for that program. And, and uh, like I said, I know Randy's a good friend of mine, her personality, and work ethic and just toughness is exactly what CSI is about. And so congratulations to her, congratulations to Oakley, to head coach Peyton, because all everybody has got a hand in getting a kid to the next level. So that's going to be fun to watch, keeping her local. Yeah, that's uh, fantastic. And, and, you know, it sounds like she was weighing some rodeo offers, you know, strongly considering pursuing that, but uh, you know, when, when CSI basketball comes calling, you know, you take the call. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you do. You know, especially considering they were what semifinalists this year at the national tournament. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They got a pretty good thing going there. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll have lots of fun watching Fallon Bedke uh, compete for CSI uh, at the next level next year. So that'll be a lot of fun. So a lot of good things happening for our Magic Valley athletes. And if, if there's a story out there about an athlete that's signing at the next level or uh, a pitcher that threw a no hitter or, you know, a yeah. team you want us to talk about, you know, send, send me an email, Brandon at IdahoSports.com. I've included it. If you're watching the video of this on, on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, it's right below my name, Brandon at IdahoSports.com. And we would love to shine the spotlight on all these great young men and women in the Magic Valley. Yeah. And, and uh, if you want to get a hold of me, mine's right at the bottom of there, IdahoSportsScott at gmail.com. Uh, reach out to one of us and we'd love to promote your athletes and, and go beyond the box score is kind of the, the mantra that we like to, to push here. Yep. So uh, until uh, next time, uh, the competition is going to be great again this weekend. We've got some big baseball, you know, Twin Falls and Minico are kind of on this collision course in baseball, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Kimberly softball uh, continuing to play. Well, so there's lots of good things happening out there for all of our spring sports athletes. And we'll be back again next week to break it all down for you. Thanks for tuning into the Magic Valley PrepCast, everyone. For Scott Burton. I'm Brandon Bainey, and we'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.